I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? You just want some serious sci-fi. You just want Star Trek. Honestly, I think sci-fi is kind of lame. But all right, uh, I'm I love taking off. See you later. <laughs> I like Star Trek, but that's just because I like the people. I like the conflicts of people. Mm. Dude, my favorite sci-fi right now is called uh, the James Webb Telescope. That is like the coolest <laughs> sci-fi. Oh yeah, just looking well, that- into the past billions and billions of years. Yeah, it's time travel for wow. our eyes. Yeah, that's cool. I can get down with that. Maybe. Tom, did you change into a bathing suit? Yeah, I did. Okay. (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure you were wearing pants before. I was. I was definitely wearing pants. Is that an emergency change, or was it a you're gonna yeah jump in the pool? My pants. (laughs) I got dirty brown all over my pants. Oh no! (laughs) I was just hot out, and I had these on me. It's a better option. Better option. Smarter move. Yeah. How short are they? They're not as short as I like. They're, I think they're yeah. a five-inch inseam, which is mm. uh, about one inch too, too long. Much, yeah. yeah. I really like to show the leg. Yeah, so I, just got my, yeah. I just got myself some five-inch chubbies, which is very short for me. You're a chubbies those guy? Chubbies, those chubbies are so comfortable. Are you going to move in with me when I'm in Georgia because you own yeah. chubbies now? <laughs> yeah, chubbies <laughs> and pit vipers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, Joey, you know... Uh, well, I'm not going to dox his last name, but, you know, the fan of the show, friend of the show, he was... Uh, He's a chubby man? Well, he was... I, I think when we had the Pip Viper promotion, and I was also talking about moving to Georgia, he was just like, dude, you just need chubbies, man. And you're dude, good chubby, to go. And you're one of us. Be a chubby boy. Yeah. Yeah. Chubbies are the best. Um, yeah, so I I guess... wish they got shorter, though. I mean, I, I'm a big boy, but I still want five inches. I want, like, three. Four. Yeah, dude. Yeah, really tighten it up. I have yeah. a so I have a pair of three inch. Uh, they 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 are like workout rugby shorts or something. And I went uh on a <laughs> I went on a river adventure this time last year. And uh, my buddy Tim, he was tripping out and he was just staring at my balls because I guess they had fallen out. <laughs> they were sitting yeah. there for a good twenty minutes. I hadn't realized and. He had a few of these mushroom chocolates, and he was just like, I can't stop looking at that brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you got to be careful with uh, the, the balls and short pants. When you go that high, you need to wear undergarments. Yeah, you got to have something mm, underneath. And I did not. It was bad. Need. You need it. Anyway, uh, I guess that's how we're starting the show, yeah. then. Yep. A little bit of that. Let me clean yeah. up that intro. Not at all. Uh, Chubbies, more okay. of them. Hey, I have an appropriate intro. Okay. Bem-vindo a Asado Moltem. Você pertence aqui. Meu nome é Tom. Meu nome Travis. That's good. Connor. Connor. <laughs> Ele é Connor. Ele é Travis. Yeah. Uh, that was my Portuguese intro for our trip to Brazil today. We are going to Brazil. Da, 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 da. Yep. 
Is Richard Burton the reason that soccer took off in Brazil? Did he bring it to them? Oh, man. We're going to find that out. We can only hope. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Could be possible. Uh, Yeah, we're going to to Brazil. We're going to Brazil, boys. I mean, should we do How's Your Week? Because, spoilers, we're... We're rolling down the burden train today. We're we're balls deep in it. I don't even care about my week. I did save one thing in case we had to do how was your week. How was your week? Tell me. Well, I was at the beach this morning. Right. And my comment was going to be, so we, you know, my family gets there early. We set up, you know, put our umbrellas and our chairs out. And, you know, beach etiquette, like you, you pick your plot. You still want to get close to the water. You want to, you know, be in a good spot. So, you know, you try not to be on top of other people. There's this one guy right in, fr- in front of us. He had his own little setup. And a guy came through and literally put his three umbrellas and four chairs less than 12 inches in front of this guy's setup that was already there. <laughs> Dick. And the guy who, had like a, who was alone, he was not there. He was swimming when this family came in and set up. And me and like my whole family were staring at these people like, are they really about to do this? Psychos. And other people are staring at them too. Because it's, it's insane. They're like going right up to the edge of like where you can actually set up where the surf comes. And they're doing it right in front of a guy with like less than 10 inches of space. Oh my gosh. The guy comes up out of the water, looks at them, and just goes, a little close, huh? <laughs> and the okay. guy who set it up responds, oh yeah, sorry. As if he was like, oh, my bad. Like, I didn't notice. How your crowded shit. was the beach? Not that crowded. <sighs> There's plenty of room for them to go anywhere else. And they put it right on top of this one dude. You- Three umbrellas, again, for four people. People don't realize that that is the sample. That's the stool sample of the earth. Oh, yeah. That make terrible children. Oh, yeah. You, those like- kind of people make the most annoying people. Awful. Yeah. No etiquette. Nothing. Oh, God. I, I feel like you've mentioned, in Connor, your dad's like a like a beach commando, right? Setting up his spots. Oh, he just beach. loves the umbrella. No? Oh, okay. It's no, like, I mean, but he's like the... up there, like crack of dawn, right? Like setting up. That's his, my whole family. Yeah. We're always okay. like, if we're going to the beach, we want to be there by 9 a.m. at the latest. Because then we're going to dip by one, probably. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's like do the morning shift, kind of. Gotcha. Well, that's I don't good. Think that, I don't think they do that in Brazil. I think they just, they're always on the beach, right? From my understanding, if you're in Bahia, you're always on the beach. If it is July there, which is their winter, you are not on the beach, even though it's like 80 degrees out. <laughs> they're used to 100 degree weather when they're swimming. Ah, so, so 80 uh, is Yeah, chilly. Gab told me the first time chilly. that she was down there in her teens when she had a little more freedom, she went swimming. The beach was totally empty. She's on a place known for its beaches. It's 85 degrees. The water is also 85 yeah, degrees. Beautiful. Like, like Florida t- temperatures. And the entire population of this city, or this entire state, rather, goes, it's too cold out. Too, ch- too chilly. Uh, These people are pa- psychos. I would have paid to see your father and mother-in-law jump in the sound for the first time. <laughs> oh. <Cold. laughs> they, hey, they got used to it. My mother well, I'm sure they're used to it now, but yeah, like, that's, you know. The first time, Dude, yeah. when they moved here, they moved from Brasilia to Boston in oh. November. <laughs> that was their first exposure. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. At least they moved to a place with Dunkin' Donuts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, th- th- these, you know, they live in these cities and, and places where you don't really need a shirt. It's just hot. 
Mm-hmm. And you walk around, you have sandals on all the time. <laughs> These are sandal people. I would say real Bostonians after a Sox game don't wear shirts either. Good point. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure there'll be more discussion of Brazil as we get into the depths of this. Yeah. I don't know anything about what you're going to say. But I do know, being surrounded by these loving people, plenty of things about Brazil. All right. Uh, Yeah. My week is burnt. Don't care. Let's keep keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Let's keep going. All right, back into Burton. That's right. We're going to Brazil. So where we left off, it was 1864. Burton, or Isabel had secured a consulate position for her husband, Richard Burton, in Santos, Brazil. And this time, she was coming along for the journey. She's going to join the adventure. Be with the love of her life, the man that she thinks is like a god walking amongst men. (laughs) She must have been so excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I can only imagine what Richard was thinking, like bringing this pampered rich girl to uh, that she married. He married across the Atlantic. You know, he's like, oh, geez. Fuck, fuck, I mean, this, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, she's like top of the aristocracy. You know, like roughing it is like her probably going to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> like, or living in a guest house for a week is like camping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you, she's straight glamping. There's no, you know, camping going on here. So I guess he figured, um, let's get a little bit, Richard figured, let's get a little bit of local traveling before we head off to Brazil. And we should probably hang out with some real uncivilized people. So they headed off. What? Like Hanky? No, they headed off to Ireland. Oh, Oh, <laughs> cool, Connor. We're uh, uh, we're going to your hometown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they did a little tour of Ireland. I think it was about a half a year, and uh, things went pretty smooth. Uh, the one of the only few funny things Burton mentioned that they had this horse and buggy uh, going around Ireland, and he fed it nothing but hay and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. If the hay is wet enough, yeah, why not? Yeah, so I also. Ir- it's an Irish horse. Obviously, he needs whiskey. <laughs> I was like, this is the only time in history ever that someone has prepared for a trip to Brazil by going to Ireland. <laughs> Great idea. Really good idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Dublin, the couple met a uh, man that was a prison reformer who tried to convince uh, Isabel to take a prisoner uh, that had murdered her child. Uh, and she's like, oh, take this one as a maid. She's really... Pr- Really reformed, and Isabel was like, "Wow, that's so progressive. Uh, it's a little too progressive for me. I'm good." <laughs> well, look, look, we have a problem here. She killed her daughter. You say, "What if I don't like the way my oatmeal was cooked?" And I mentioned it in passing. Am I gonna die? Uh, she, she said something along the lines of, "Like I'm 32 years old. Maybe she's looking for bigger game now." <laughs> you know? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, it, prison reform. I thought that that started in like 1970. <laughs> the the concept yeah, of that. I guess not. I mean, Ireland at this point was pretty much a giant island prison. So. Oh man! Whoa! What the fuck, Dahlia? Did you see oh, that? No, Doggo just came charging oh through. My God. Yeah, Doggo got blasted. You okay, oh no! Though? You right, scared girl? yourself? 
She went to jump on the couch and entirely missed when she just hit her head on the table. Hey, she just like, you know, where the table is. She just like sandwiched herself in between like Connor and the table. But like by trying to, I don't know, it had a lot of force behind it. She's fine. She'll be all right. right. That was weird. I never saw that before. All right. Back to the show. All righty. All righty. So, so Connor, you, you made a good point. Why go to Ireland to go to Brazil, you know, to prep for Brazil. So, Burton was like, it might be wise to maybe go to Portugal, uh, where they speak yeah. Portuguese, right? Slightly gonna... smarter. Yeah. Burton already knew Portuguese, uh, but his wife didn't. So he's like, all right, I'll bring my wife to Portugal. She can start learning the language. And, you know, he said, you know, the, well, obviously she, he's not going to, she's not going to do the main way of how Richard says you should learn a language where you have to find a whore and learn the language from the whore. <laughs> but he's like, immerse yourself around the culture, right? That's how you learn a language. When they reach their hotel lodging in Lisbon, uh, Burton, Richard was already doing his first facepalm with his wife. So Isabel noticed a, some big black cockroaches crawling in the corner of their hotel room. And she let out an ee and jumped onto a chair. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Burton looked at her disgusted and said, a nice sort of travel companion you're going to make. I thought you, uh, I suppose you look very pretty and interesting standing on that chair howling at that innocent creature. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fun. Good start. Setting her up for success. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Isabel was very butthurt about this. She's like, oh, I didn't mean to upset Richard. So she meditated, and she realized that she'd had to get over her phobia of creepy crawlers if she's going to be with Bert. Man, shouldn't have been born so rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I also Bert. feel like that's like a very modern... Let me just meditate about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate people who meditate about things. Yeah. Uh, so they stayed in Lisbon for a few months. Isabel practicing her Portuguese and uh, Richard, you know, writing books and doing whatever the hell Richard does. Uh, probably slamming horse. <laughs> uh, but he took Isabel to a bullfight, saying that she ought to see everything at least once. Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, this is going to work later when he was like, you have to see me banging this woman because you should see it once. At least once. And then you got to yeah. see me banging this woman at least once. At least once. Come on. Uh, uh, Richard knew that Isabel was a huge animal lover and knew that this would like shock and horrify her. So like this was kind of like a way for her to, him to like desensitize her, you know? Or maybe <laughs> convince her to stay in London. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I feel like that yeah, is more I likely. So. Yeah. Honey, you uh, see a lot of this, so get ready. <laughs> yeah. So you know, when, or stay or stay. You know when you're in Brazil apparently and you have a headache, you got to choke a squirrel to death. <laughs> That's the local custom. <laughs> so yeah, he kept bringing into these bullfights and eventually she was like desensitized and was like, "Oh, this is actually quite adventurous." Ah, crap. That backfired. Yeah, it didn't work for him. Uh, they moved around Portugal, uh, touring kind of around the area. And they returned back to Lisbon. And then Burton was like, all right, got to go to Brazil. See you later, Isabel. 
And Bo was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought I was going. I thought I was going with you. To, this is the whole reason why we're going to Brazil. And Richard was like, of course you are. I'm going to leave now. You're going to stay here, work on your Portuguese, pay the hotel bill, then go back to London, collect all of our baggage, and then sail across the Atlantic on your own, and I'll meet you in Rio de Janeiro. I love this guy. <laughs> I love it. I got to go ahead and scout out the area. Yeah. yeah. And that was the end of it. Burton hopped on the HMS Serpent for Brazil. Um, the ship stopped for coal at St. Vincent in Cape Verde Islands. And of course, Burton got down with some cult- cultural studies, some rather unus- mm. unusual cultural studies. Damn. Cold yeah. woman? Uh, well, <laughs> is that how he referred to that? Well, uh, say it with me again. What does Burton like to study? Penis vagina. Penis and vagina. Yeah. <laughs> this time. Twos and cuts. <laughs> yeah. This time he was able to study both in one subject. There was an Whoa. eight year old hermaphrodite that he studied thoroughly on the island. <laughs> hmm. Just gonna leave that one there. Yeah. No, just no, leave it I, sitting there. I have a whole I quote have... about it. All right. Just gonna leave you. <laughs> if you were, you, do the if you were to give each the penis and the vagina those eight years, it would still be underage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this was approved by this was approved by the kids' parents. It was a scientific study, <laughs> right? Okay. Um. But this is what he had to say about the organelles. That, that's, no, that's in a cell. The organs. <laughs> uh, the penis is distinctively formed about an inch and a quarter long, proportionally thick. They are not as large as the African size. The naked glands look as though naturally circumcised. The orifice, instead of being on top, is under the verga, or shaft. Uh, thus constituting a clear case of hypospadia. Uh, the parents declared that he matronates, or pisses, from both organs, less from the masculine. There are no signs of testicles to be seen or felt. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, moving right along. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks Richard, for letting us know that one, Travis. Well, Richard submitted this official report with a d- detailed sketch to the Anthropological Society in London that he co-founded and was sitting as vice president at the time. Yeah, don't f- need to see that sketch. Yeah, I'm official good. documents. <laughs> All right, then uh, let's go to Brazil, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Richard reached after this interesting pit stop that he did. He reaches Santos uh, right when Brazil is well, right when Isabel is leaving for Brazil in August of 1865. Uh, Isabel's trip across the Atlantic must have been very terrifying. Uh, before she had left, she had been writing letters upon letters upon letters to Burton and like sent them out ahead of her departing. Uh, thinking that he would be lonely in Brazil and needed to keep up with affairs in London. <laughs> and he just took her letters and probably graded them like a teacher, just like you um, don't know how to use a comma, do yeah. you? 
So when Isabel's ship finally crossed the Atlantic, it docked in Recife in uh, twenty uh, on on the twenty seventh of August to recoal before heading down to Rio de Janeiro, and she found all of her letters had been stockpiled there, never to be delivered to Richard. So she had <laughs> she had a good in her in her words a good boo hoo in the moonlight that night. <laughs> That's a fantastic turn of phrase. A yep. boo-hoo in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> boo-hoo. Oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Love it. Anyway, Isabel and Richard reunited in Rio de Janeiro, where Isabel immediately got sick. You know, Richard's an old hand at this. He's fine. He's, he's good. But, you know, when you send pasty Europeans in England down anywhere near the equator or below it, they could get sick. They're going to get <laughs> malaria or AIDS quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would kind of be where she was at kind of the entire time, just constantly being sick and constantly <laughs> kind of recovering. That's how I want to enjoy Brazil. Yeah. 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 Always in the in-between. Yep. Yeah. Just looking out the window. <laughs> Uh, from Rio, they headed down to Santos, which is uh, two, 200 miles down the coast of Brazil. It's actually like if you go to Sao Paulo, it's right on the coast of Sao Paulo. So mm-hmm. um, Richard and Isabel hated Santos right off the bat. Richard said it was nothing more than a mangrove swamp. Um, now, even and I though- got my wife with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got my bags. <laughs> Even though Richard was supposed to be living at the consulate, uh, he was like, I'm not going to live in Santos. This is, it, there's flies everywhere. I hate this. So the two of them rented an abandoned convent in Sao Paulo, um, and they spent their time mainly between Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro, um, leaving much of Burton's actual consulate duties in Santo to the vice consulate. He's like, oh, you got it. You're good. Good. What's there to consolate around here? Uh, so Richard, one thing that Isabel wrote to her mother, it was like, it's so funny watching Richard have to marry people. Because apparently the consulate, if you're like overseas oh. and you want to get married, like Richard would have to marry you. He's the ordained <laughs> minister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this, let's talk about this abandoned convent that the Burtons are living in. Uh, it was pretty much just run by Isabel and her servants, most of whom were emancipated slaves, as Richard was off adventuring and rarely home. Uh, so she's with her husband, but he's <laughs> nowhere to be seen. Um, when Richard and Isabel were together, they were often chilling with the Brazilian emperor Don Pedro II. Nice. Uh, so this was uh, before, I think it was, what, the late 19th century, uh, Brazil was an empire, and they had an emperor. An emperor. Is this, um, is Don Pedro II the Civ Six leader of Brazil? I think so, yeah. Right? He's the yeah. Civ Six one, yeah. I don't like his smug face. No. I mean, <laughs> 
We talked about who was the Brazilian emperor that we talked was it, it was Charles. Well, we talked about John the Sixth. John the Sixth. John the yeah. Sixth. He's Portuguese. He was he was the guy with the chicken in his pocket. Yeah, chicken pocket. Yeah. Oh, chicken pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was very unfit for that role. He didn't expect to. Like that that was actually a pretty interesting episode we did. Um, yes. And so he this... just spent the later part of his life over there. Yeah. This... Almost, in like near exile, right? Yeah, this so this Don Pedro, these Brazilian emperors are very much like still based in Portugal. Like they're not Brazilian. You know, it's like rich aristocracy right. kind of they're Portuguese descendant. They kind of marry within the English or within the European um families and shit like that. But right. so Richard and Isabel are hanging out with the emperor and Burton's already making some real enemies within the British Foreign Office. As Don Pedro, the emperor, and his wife would often ask the Brazil, the British Brazilian ambassador, Edward Thornton, now remember, consuls are below ambassadors, to leave so he could talk to Isabel and Burton and, like, chat and drink. <laughs> like, because Burton is just interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop talking business. I'm here to hang. Yeah. Um... Now, before we completely drop, jump off and hop into Richard's crazy adventures uh, and leave kind of Isabel at Sao Paulo, let's talk about Isabel and her servants in this convent. So Isabel taught her servants all about Christianity. That was her big Good. thing. She set up yeah. that chapel. Job. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Catholicism. Yeah. No. Wait, no, Catholicism. oh, she's Catholic. She's Catholic, Catholic. yeah. yeah. So all the Catholic things, all the take the juice, put the thing. She so whereas Richard is very like, yes, his his ideas are very archaic, but he's like very kind of like everyone's human. Isabel is not is I think more ingrained in like nineteenth century racism because uh, she thought she seemed surprised that people of color had souls. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How'd she yeah. figure that one out? <laughs> well, sure. well, and she said, she used to teach them. She said, you might be condemned by class and color in this life, but when you die, we will all be equal in heaven. Oh, we can't just start now, right? No, no, no. We no, no, can't no, no, just no, start no. now and have nope. a, you know, why? Why bother, Isabella? Yeah. Why not just take the time? Nope, not to say now. thank you. This is what God gave us. Yeah. I think this is the uh, same speech that Chick-fil-A managers tell their employees, right? You may be... <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Listen, some of you are gay here, and that's gay as hell. But when we're up there, you'll find a wife you like. <laughs> yeah. You'll find a wife with a penis. They all have penises. <laughs> Isabel, oh, only men go to heaven. Right. This is yeah. only men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the new only that, dogs go to heaven. That's what they like. Chick-fil-A, yeah. man, they're the, the, the those Chick-fil-A people are probably the hardest closeted people oh, in America. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Just like, Have oh, a blessed God. day. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you, are you going to talk more about her house servants? Because I have an anecdote. Oh yeah, I want to share. I was going to talk more about her house servants. So talk talk more about them. I I don't want to I don't want to derail too much. Okay, let me get through her house servants, then we can we can jump off because I like to have an open conversation. So, um, I just wanted to bring up Isabel's favorite servant. Uh, his name was Chico, and uh, I say he was a servant, but she treated him more like a pet. 
because Chico was a 45-year-old black dwarf that had recently been oh. emancipated and was now living the life of luxury with Isabel, getting paid <laughs> nothing. But Oh, my gosh. Chico! <laughs> Chico! Wow. Uh, Isabel described him as brimming full of intelligence and said that there is something superior and refined about my dwarf. I treat him with the same. <laughs> I treat him with the same consideration as one of my white servants. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Thank God for that. Oh wow! Yeah, so nice. My yeah. dwarf. <laughs> my dwarf. Uh, he may have not been so refined because Isabel one day caught him trying to roast her favorite cat in the kitchen fire. <laughs> All right. He's Chinese then. <laughs> I just love the he's very superior, my dwarf. <laughs> my yeah. dwarf. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, Isabel strange. Isabel is not a good person. I don't think Richard no. is either, but you know. No. <laughs> At least he's cool. <laughs> so what I want to talk about briefly that on the topic of servants. So in Brazil to this day, and even uh, a lot of Brazilians here, they have what they call escravias. Okay. Which are like live-in servants. Oh, all right. They're basically, they're, they're spinster ladies who just don't get married and then just move in with a family and barely get paid anything. It's like almost, in, it's like an indentured yeah. slavery, but it's like really normal over there. It's very weird. I've actually huh. seen one in action. It's strange. So she's uh, like an unpaid maid or something? They pay them very little. And it's weird, like, they're, they're the nanny, usually, but the relationship is, you know, like, nannies here get paid lots of money, because yeah. only really rich people can afford them. Yeah. But there, it's like, a middle-class family will have these for forever. Oh, okay. Like, they're wow. just a woman who's not related to them living in the house. Taking care of everything. Yeah, and there's like, I don't know, it, it, it feels weird to be around one, because yeah. they don't, like, I was at a house, and there was one, they don't talk to you. Hmm. So they... They act like that silent butler, uh, lurking uh, in the shade kind of yeah, helping out. Strange stuff. That is weird. That is very weird. Yeah. It's, it's do they do they try to roast cats a lot? <laughs> no, they they're the ones they're the ones uh, just they they cook a lot. Yeah, they, I, they're cooking and they're they are made. They have all those duties and hmm. I, I would uh, have. It's to normal for a middle class family to have one. Wow. I would have to say, especially at this time, if you were going to be a servant with the Burtons, that was probably, like, the best situation you could. Because, like, they didn't believe in slavery, right? And, like, these people were, like, recently emancipated. So you got to imagine the people that had slaves would probably pay even less than the Burtons. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> well, there's lots of them here in the States that just get flown up here from wherever and they don't know anything about working so they just yeah. get paid whatever oh, wow. five hundred dollars in cash a month or something jesus and then they just live in the house for free that's pretty crazy do all this stuff yeah i mean uh it, it's nuts i've heard some weird stories too i i won't get into it but like um not weird in like any one personality weird it's just like the dynamics the dynamics the things like, yeah. the, the things that go down you know the things expected of them and all that shit strange it's just hmm. they get the cum rag <sighs> You don't really want it. <laughs> they're they're usually older women. Uh, but I'm just saying, just clean up, right? Well, maybe. You know. yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, that's interesting that they still have this kind of practicing uh, uh, servitude going on. Yeah, it's 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 weird, and I don't know. It's technically illegal here in the states because of the pay, mm-hmm. but it's more of like just having a friend move in. I don't. I mean, they don't. <laughs> I can't speak for these ladies. I don't know how much they like it. Eh. I mean, maybe it's their way to get cheap housing. Yeah, they they get housed yeah. and they get to eat whatever so mm-hmm. still weird it is still weird yeah. uh so isabel yeah like i said she's not a very nice woman she's kind of just ignorant um but she was pretty much alone at this um this convent that they're renting and she's riding with her mother a lot the mother that was like why did you marry burton uh and in one of the letters she wrote this about south america she said after providence made the world being a saturday night all the rubbish was thrown down here and forgotten oh my god that's so rude (laughs) yeah right (laughs) that's so rude uh so with isabel and her and her dwarf in sao paulo (laughs) uh burton set off on a series of adventures across south america uh, these trips were not as, some of them were not as well documented as others we've seen. Uh, being at this point, Burton was at the height of his getting liquored up stage. <laughs> nice. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. He's like, he's in his 40s now. He's still not, like, I guess he's happier to be in Santos than, it, than he is um, it's Fernando Poe. But, like, he really wants to be in the Middle East. So he's kind of like... At least he's got adventure to do here, you know? Yeah. He's Hunter S. Thompson aged uh, Fear and Loathing. Yes, exactly. So he's past the prime of his writing. Oh, no, he's, he's still... He, well, he's Burton's still writing. He's not even there yet, but he's past the age of his adventuring. Uh, adventuring. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so not to say, yeah, he did write some books about the places he went, but there's a lot of like the missing details and flair that Burton usually kind of add, added to his books. And I think his brain was starting to get a little bit smoother from all the drinking. Mm, smooth brain. Nice. Uh, shirking his duties from the foreign office, Richard s- set out on the next three years just adventuring and studying pe- people and places. Um, it's funny because if this wasn't Richard Burton, these adventures alone could have been someone's life accomplishments. <laughs> but know? it's just his it little was, period. Yeah. 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 So he, uh, and we're going to kind of walk through them here. At 45 years old, he wrote three books in the course of three years. One of the first things that he did was invent a carbine pistol. That he oh, shit. he later would patent in London. It was a pistol that you could like use while riding a horse. So like I guess it had like a a longer stock, so it would like lock in. Oh, interesting. While you're riding a horse, didn't really take off, but he patented it. He just decided to machine and figure out blueprint a uh, a gun. Hey, I have oh. zero gun patents under my belt. Yeah, yeah right. None yet. Been working on one for a while, but yeah. <laughs> something big, right? Yeah, huge, <laughs> Krupp sized. Yeah, hundred caliber. I take out thirty deer to clip, <laughs> dude. You hear the deer now calling has... an airstrike? <laughs> deer, deer is now rocking bulletproof vests. They get them out for free. 
Oh, what? shit. What? Escalation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are they giving deer bulletproof vests? Because they got to be protected. Are they really doing that? No, they're not doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You almost got Tom. You West Coasters, you do some weird shit. Yeah, that's true. You'll protect all the animals and just shit on the homeless. Yeah. Uh, we do. Uh, so, he explored and documented the province of Sao Paulo, and he was walking along one day, and he noticed a glint in the sand. I'm like, oh, what's that little shiny thing? Started digging around the sand. He started, like, dug up a whole bunch and washed it. They, the glint was a pile of rubies. Oh. Burton had discovered... Just on sand? Yeah. Burton had discovered the first rubies ever found in Brazil. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just sitting on the sand? Yeah. Just last episode, he gets struck by, struck by lightning. Struck by lightning. <laughs> And in this one, he strikes rubies on the beach like some kind of Breath of the Wild man. Yeah, yeah he's getting them rupee bucks. Amazing. <laughs> Mad bucks. So he sends over the stones to a jeweler in London just to make sure they're rubies, because he's like, I, they kind of look like it. And the jeweler told him that if he gets any more bigger than these, he should throw out the console position and stick to rubies. All right. <laughs> Now, here, now we're rocking and rolling. Yeah. Now here's like a good guy Burton moment. He's like, that sounds nice, but the woman who owns the property, uh, she said she would sell me the property for 50 pounds, but if I buy it, I'd be ripping off and cheating the woman of her rightful fortune. So he, he went to the woman and was like, yo, you've got all the money you need like under your feet. Um Go for it. It's yours. Wow. But he did what also a... he did also add that someone couldn't live on the site for more than three days without getting in quotes Brazilian fever. What does that mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> One of those weird spiders that give you ten day erections? Probably. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he found rubies and he's like, nah, I'm gonna let the lady who owns it get That's that nice money. of him. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. No. No. He did. Keep- I would offer to buy her house with the rubies I found on her property, and then dig up the rest of the rubies. I might give her ten percent over the next like six months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did keep the rubies that he found. I mean, well, finders keepers, right? Yeah, I mean it's also the beach. Yeah, right. Uh, I think it was like off the beach, so it was like still sandy, um, kind of soil, but it wasn't like they just washed up on shore. There was like an actual ruby deposit. Gotcha. Very interesting. Uh, then Burton kind of riding this whole mineral thing. He takes out a concession for a lead mine nearby. Uh, this lead mine operation actually got him into a little trouble with the foreign office as it broke the rule that consuls should not have invested interests in the country they're serving. Uh, all right. Good thing he didn't buy up the ruby mine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was his real reason. Well, the ambassador who, remember, he already been snubbed by, like, getting to meet the the emperor. And the ambassador actually reported him. He was the one that was like, yo, this guy's opening up a lead mine. Uh, now, lucky for Burton, the leader of the foreign office, a man named Lord Stanley, uh, really liked Burton. And he's like, how can you say that this is, like, 
a business. He's simply like surveying the land. You know, come on. Yeah, calm down. How are you going to say no to a face like that? Yeah. (laughs) To a face that's had a spear in it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And has missing all of his back teeth because they were knocked free. (laughs) Amazing. I want to see this guy up close. Yeah, right. I would do anything to shake his hand after he washed it. Yeah, he definitely would need to wash it. He'd probably been circumcising people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just out here showing him how to do it. Yeah. Take a little sand, spit. Um, Burton would lose this patronage of Lord Stanley eventually. Uh, for, for now, he has it, so he kind of is protected. Burton returned to Sao Paulo uh, after this lead surveying affair thing where he opens this shit up. He hangs, up with, uh, nah. he hangs out with Isabel for four days, and then probably just to collect the mail or something, and then heads back out. On another adventure. <laughs> He's like, that was enough. Yeah, yeah, well, she's good. all sick and speaks all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to be in that situation? Yeah. Maybe he was sexually intimidated by Chico. Oh, oh possibly. Yeah. <laughs> My dwarf. <laughs> Can I inspect your dwarf? <laughs> no, you mustn't inspect my dwarf. I'm rather sick, and I couldn't handle such tragedies right now. So this next adventure was inspired by a tale that a local fisherman in Santos... Uh, told him that there was a sea serpent off the coast. So Richard's like, I gotta find the sea serpent. I already <laughs> found gorillas. They're a cryptid. <laughs> well, I kind of had one mailed to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He came in. Still waiting on those x-ray glasses, but the gorilla came in. <laughs> be cool if I found a serpent. The serpent was said to be 190 feet long. Oh. <laughs> a big boy. Yeah. It's hard ch- to miss. Chilling yeah. off the coast of Brazil. Uh, I believe it. Yeah, Burton had gone off on his own in a canoe, like into the ocean. Smart. To look for this fish. And the (laughs) canoe ended up capsizing, and he spent two days floating in the water before someone picked him up. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm also just imagining that he's like just offshore. Yeah. He's like, he's like, He's probably also wasted, too, because he's, like, <laughs> drinking a lot. It just took two days to sober up. Well, how did he stay afloat for two days? Did he just have empty bottles? I think he just grabbed onto the canoe. Oh, so he was, like, just holding onto the <laughs> canoe he was unable to get back onto. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. This is why I use rafts when I go look for sea serpents. Yeah. Yeah. That is Because when the... they flip, they're just the same thing upside down. That's the tool. So That's a sea serpent hunting tool, is a raft. A wild yeah. and wacky raft. Mm-hmm. Canoes are for rivers. Yeah. And, you know, crossing the Delaware in canoes. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. They weren't even canoes. <laughs> no. Uh, writing... Writing this whole precious metal kick again, he has this lead mine that he's kind of exploring. He went went off on an expedition to Minas Gerais. Um, what? Minas Gerais. Minas Gerais. Minas Gerais. Minas Tirith. Minas Gerais. Minas Gerais. <laughs> yeah. See, there we go. We got the Portuguese. I yeah. I, I was thinking. I know Minas you're Tirith, you're right? you're uh. Your pronunci- pronunciation of Rio de Janeiro is killing me, too. <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Just sound more like Gilbert Godfrey as yeah. you read these things wrong. But yeah, we're going to Minas Gerais. Yeah, we're going to uh, Minas Terrace, right? 
<laughs> Minas Tirith. Yeah. That's where my, my father-in-law is from there. Oh, yeah? Yes. Well, he heads, he heads out there, and he's going to do a geological study in the area of a diamond and, mine, uh, diamond and gold deposits. Oh my That's God. what it is. It's general, like, it's a mineral. It's named after the mineral deposits there. Uh, okay. Mineralizes what minerals. Are, what are the chances he's descended from Richard Burton? <sighs> I don't know. Very high. I mean, we got to do a DNA test. I, he's a pretty interesting guy, and my father-in-law speaks a bunch of languages. My God, so. imagine if your kids are going to have the blood of Burton in them. Oh, God. <laughs> the blood of Burton. That would be sick. <laughs> uh, so he also, when he was in the area, he advised the best route to build a railroad there. Now, Burton, at this point, I mentioned, was very, very heavily drinking. Uh, he pointed out a remark on their choice of drink over there. I don't even know how to pronounce this word. Tom, you've said you've I will help you. had it a lot of times. I'd like to hear you try first. Okay. So this was his quote. He said, brandy is the drink of heroes, but here men drink uh, Shaka-ka-ka. <laughs> Kashasa. Kashasa. Men drink that heroically. <laughs> and the effect is liver, dropsy, and death. <laughs> yeah, get a lot of dropsy over there. <laughs> I love that he's like, brandy. Is, everyone knows brandy, the drink of heroes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Kashasa. That you have to drink heroically. Yes. So, so we will have... We have we have some at the house now, but yeah, it's basically like a it's a cane sugar rum, but they oh, just okay. make it. It's very close to a silver rum. Right, mm. it's clear, right? Uh, yes. Bless you. <sighs> Sorry, that's not like an animal. You yes. mentioned you mentioned that you drank a lot of it. Do you think that it uh, causes dropsy and death and kills your liver? <laughs> It could kill your liver. I mean, it's uh, it's easy to drink. Mm -hmm. um, so the 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 national cocktail down there is called a caipirinha, and that if they're not made too sweet, like here's the thing with Brazil, they love sweets. They outdo America on sweets tenfold. Really, that and beef, right? Oh, beef, yeah. Uh, food in general, they're just like. Like, look up Brazilian pizza if you want to have a good laugh. Okay. Um, but the sweet stuff, if you get a caipirinha that's not made with too much sugar, you can drink it all day and go blind. Oh. Um, if, you, if you make it the way I've gotten it most of the time, with too much sugar, your teeth hurt after two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. that so kind of might keep you- combo. It might actually keep you healthier because yeah. you can't drink as much of the liquor. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, they're like, they, they, there are certain American food things that Brazilians just like way outdo. Mm. Um, like having like cold beer, they take the beer super seriously, serious. So they put it in freezers and you can't grab the bottle because then it freezes. You can't grab the base of the bottle. You have to grab it by the neck. Huh? So it's like some chemistry thing. Like every Brazilian holds a beer by the neck. To keep it because cold? they serve it what they call a stupid gimenta de lata, which is I said that a little weird. A stupid gimenta, a stupid dementia gelada. Stupid cold. Stupid dementia gelada. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. 
Cone gelata is like frozen. Okay. So it's a stupid, it's like dumb cold. <laughs> That's dumb how they cold. serve beer there. Wow. It's like, so here we have cold beer. There they have dumb cold beer. So it's the opposite of, Burton doesn't like beer, but he, there in England is warm beer. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Room temperature beer. Yeah. You can't, you can't serve it. You can't, um, everything has to be served super cold and they don't put ice and stuff. They'll put it in some cocktails, uh-huh. but like you get a Coca Cola there. Also, the Coca Cola is different too. Well, they put like a drop of vinegar in it. America Ooh. and Canada are the only ones that like serve ice with things. Shit tons of ice. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but I don't know. I'm sure more will come up. But yeah, you're talking about cachaça, which is, um, yeah, it, it could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. He. I mean, I think he liked it. He just was like, no. you know, you can heroic. It's good. Yeah, you can heroic. People drink it heroically. So, you know, as drinking band- brandy or rum, I don't, I don't know what, if, what the difference is. It's here. like less, it's like less syrupy than rum. Oh, okay. Like it's kind of lighter. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. I like it. I get drunk. I, me too. I like to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while, while Burton was away, uh, Isabel got the cholera. She got cholera oh. so bad that she thought that she was going to die. Um, and as I said, the entire time Burton was away, she had been corresponding with letters back to her mother. It, you know, how about how sick and how lonely she was? I'm sure his, her mother was like, I told you so. You yeah. <laughs> and she's sitting there just pooping out of her butt. Yeah. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Chico, bring me another cachaça. Yeah. <laughs> I feel lonely because you're not technically company. <laughs> uh, during this cholera sickness, she got so sick, she wrote like a farewell letter to Richard and her mother saying that she both loved them and that her time on earth was over. And then she went to get her final communion and bam, she got better. Wow. God healed her. Yeah. Uh, God, God, God. Yeah, this is probably the worst outcome for a crazy Catholic woman that thinks she's going to become a saint someday. She, Yeah, she's uh, doubling down now. Yeah. Maybe she faked the cholera, and then she just went to, oh, I'm cured. All better now. <laughs> yeah. All better. <laughs> um. Burton returned back uh, about a few months later, and she's like, oh, you doing all right, Isabel? You good? All right, good. Great. You're not dead. Great. See you later. Yeah. And Stop he's, that letter. Got my hopes up. Sorry. <laughs> and possibly to relive his adventure with the Nile, uh, Burton had came up with a new adventure, and this was to travel down the Sal Francisco River, uh, which is fi- uh, 1,500 miles. It's like, this is what I'm going to do. He just loves a good adventure. Love yeah. a good adventure, yeah. It's not that people hadn't gone down this river before, but he would be the first person to do it the entirety of the river if he made it. Oh, cool. All in one shot. So the shot. first 900. Yeah, first 900, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you know, because so many people did the 360s, and like some people 720s, did 720s. Yeah. You can't add yeah. them up. You got to do them all no. together. Gotta mm-hmm. do 900. 900. Most amount of spins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Isabel begs to accompany him on this one. She's like, please let me go on your adventure. Please let me go on your adventure. And Byrne was like, all right. Do you want to come? You can come. 
so she's he's gonna bring along Isabel. So Chico and Isabel headed out on this adventure. <laughs> I want to make a cartoon of these two. Oh boy. Chico and Isabel <laughs> walk in the forest <laughs> for looking for Richard as he writes about the pussy. <laughs> uh, their first stop was at a gold mine in the place that you said. Minas Minajerais. Um Burton Burton had to go there and inspect the specific uh, gold mine. And where was the gold mine? It was what, in what city? Moro. The name of the gold mine was Moro Velho. Okay, um, I don't even know. And it was the deepest gold mine in South America. Oh wait, I do know about this. One. Oh my god, you do? I yeah. Um, so it was. It's still like active. Really? Yeah. If it's the. I gotta double check this. Um, keep talking, but yeah, I think that one's still active and it's pretty well known because some famous Brazilian photographer went there and like shot all these photos of the workers there. Oh wow! It's it's wild. It's like some shit out of Ten Commandments. So this is li- like literally, you said that photographer. This is what Burton's doing. He's going down to look at the workers, and he goes into the pit. Chico, what's the name of the the pit again? Uh, Moro Velho. So yeah, Chico is like, all right, we're all gonna go down into this deep. It's like a a hole. It's not like a mine shaft where you kind of like walk your way down. It's just a big hole in the ground. Sweet. And, and Chico's like, fuck that. I'm not going down there. You stupid white people go down in that hole. I'm not <laughs> going down. But there. Chico, we gotta measure it, and we're gonna use your body. <laughs> So Isabel and Richard were lowered into the pit using an oversized well bucket, essentially, on a chain that swayed back and forth and smashed into, like, the sides of the, of the Oh, hole. nice. Nice and relaxing, I'm sure. Very relaxing. Uh, they spent the day looking at all of the workers and kind of inspecting, like, Richard's like, how could people do this? This is crazy. You know, they're down here working in nearly pitch black you know, digging out for gold. They come back up. They said the trip up was actually more terrifying than the trip down. So they're ranking this chain. And the very next day, a bu- the, the bucket that lowered them down into the shaft broke, killing several miners. Ooh. Damn. Isabel thought this was a perfect opportunity to get a souvenir of one of the chains. <laughs> like the links that in the snapped. chain. That snapped. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went down on this. Wow. Good for her. Very tasteful. Uh, okay, well. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the wrong one, the wrong gold mine. I was thinking of this one. It's it's really famous for the photography mm-hmm. that happened. It's called Sarah Pelada. Okay. Um, which I actually don't know what state it's in. I mean, that one could be deeper now. I mean, this is back in the, you know. Yeah. No. This. Yeah. This is. I think this is the most famous one because of the photographer who. Like showed the working conditions and stuff, and but it, that one seemed huge. The uh, Moro Volio, yeah, and uh, I'm sure the cool. working conditions are probably pretty much the same as when Burton saw them, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean they're atrocious. They're yeah. just like people, you know, they have to be there. There's no other economy. They're probably better in Burton's time, just because there was less like heavy machinery that could go wrong. True, true, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were taking some risks, man. That's you gotta true. get that yeah. sweet gold out. Yeah. yeah, gotta get the gold. Show me the gold. Dumb idiots. Why don't you just buy some... Why don't you buy some GPUs and get some Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah. Stupid idiots. Dumb dumbs. Why don't you just put some GPUs down in the mine and do it down there? Yeah. 
<laughs> you can get some fucking uh, uncopyable gold. Uh, so Isabel was planning on taking this, going this entire trip down the South Francisco River. Uh, but when she came out of this pit, she sprained her ankle. And <laughs> <laughs> sprained her ankle, air quotes. Just, I need to get out of here. She tripped yeah, over right? Chico. Yeah. Uh, well, her and Chico made their way back to Sa- uh, Sao Paulo. That, uh, and Burton continued. He was like, I got to keep going. I'm going to do this whole thing. Now, he did feel a little bit uh, disillusioned by this trip. It wasn't exactly the same. This trip, this river wasn't uncharted. You know, like I said, he wasn't the first man to like ride down the river. He would have been the first man to do the entire river. There was nothing to discover, and he could like literally see like ranches on the shore, you know, shoreline as he's going. It's like, this is boring. Yeah. So he's domestic. Yeah. He's kind of like a little bit of a buzzkill. Um, he said that it was neither civilized like the Indus River, nor was it as savage as the Congo. All right. So it's lukewarm for him. Yeah. What does he want? What does he want? <laughs> he wants it. Make another gun. Yeah. Make another gun. He did speculate that uh, the Sao Francisco River would become a great powerhouse of the world, and that the cities would like cities would be built all along its coastline. He specifically stopped at a village called Goi Koshi, uh, and he went to the village elder and was like, "You better start widening these streets because you're going to need room for the streetcars. It's going to be bigger than New York City." <laughs> Spoiler: It is not anything <laughs> not yet nothing not yet uh yeah i was just talking to a guy at, at the house the other day um and he was saying that his his town just got paved 10 years ago maybe it was this he's one he's been here for 25 he left before but yeah he lived in a place that's very isolated and you couldn't go there for three months out of the year because when it rained the you roads were just mud there. and burton would be couldn't like, get burton's gonna be like that's gonna be the new dallas texas yeah, uh, that's that's right. <laughs> Burton came back from the trip. He did make it all the way. Uh, so congratulations. Way to go, Richie. Uh, he came back from the trip very ill. Uh, Isabel described it as had a doctor come and the doctor described it as liver disease as a result. Oh, I wonder why he was so ill then. Yeah, as a result of him getting liquored up almost every day, two bottles a day. What? Wait, two how big were the bottles? Well, I don't know. I don't know. They might have been tiny 19th century bottles. <laughs> he was two nips a day. Two oh, nips. Then that's, that's, well, choo choo, I'm on the train of liver, liver disease, uh, per se. <laughs> I'm yeah, assuming. I'm assuming he's drinking like the Wild West, you know, and they just like take a jug of whiskey. They're like, here's a coin and I'll just give you the whole bottle and you drink it. Yeah. <laughs> they look like, they're like Irish sodas. Yeah. Like uh, for those of you who don't know, you know what an Irish soda is, right? You're Irish. I do not know this. You know, the the Jameson bottles that are like. They're not these. <laughs> they're like the. How many milliliters is this? 750. Yeah, it's like the 350 one. Yeah, those oh, are the best. Yeah, okay. Irish yeah so those little, you yeah. know, you could you get hammered on one. Yeah. All right, uh, I gotcha. So if one he does two of those, of those yeah. yeah, that's my guess. 
Um, I could do two of those in a day. That's one of the easiest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just one but regular bottle of Jameson a day. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite a handle, but close. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he has this liver disease. It also didn't help that he had hepatitis and a lung infection. And he still has syphilis. <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, syphilis did not come up in my research after this. Like after so this, strange. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Usually, when we deal with syphilis, somebody's starting to get cheese brain at some point. Maybe one of the other diseases so killed it. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah, he found I, the cure. I, you know, part of me wishes we weren't doing this guy, and by that I mean I wish he was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Even today. Isn't it weird that we have a 185-year-old man? Just <laughs> no one else has lived past one so, time. So much experience. <laughs> um, yeah, so things were looking pretty grim for Burton. Isabel employed a doctor in Rio de Janeiro. Um, his remedy... It's fine. Yeah, his remedy was 12 leeches, uh, some cupping <laughs> over his heart... Lancing him 38 places and a powerful blister, probably using Spanish fly, on the right side of his body. Let's just get some blood out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> give you a giant-ass blister on the side of your body. Start getting leeches on you. Do some cupping. That's cool, man. He was probably healthy as hell after that. Yeah. Fit as a fiddle. <laughs> got worse. Uh, surprise. <laughs> what? Surprise. What? Got worse. But the guy, the guy, the doctor, the leeches. I, lo I love how so much of like old science is like, just get less blood. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take some blood out of them. Strain them out. I'm just imagining him coming back from this trip down the river and he's already covered in leeches. And the doctor's just like, yeah, well, you're going to need more leeches. Those are bad leeches. <laughs> Your leeches are, uh, they need a swapping. These are old leeches. Need an upgrade, system upgrade on that leech. Oh, man. That's fun. Uh, so things are not looking good. Isabel's like, I almost died. He didn't really give a shit, but I have to nurse him back to health. I have to make him better. So Isabel went to the local Catholic church, got herself some holy Dasani water, and splashed it on his head. Did it work? And Burton was like, Zoo, I think I feel a little better. And Burton wow. recovered. Wow. God's real. You heard it here first. Listen, I I assure you that that doctor also believed God. Yeah, he just didn't do the, the steps the right way. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking that Burton kind of just said that just to make her feel better if he died. I, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, why Why does he care about her at this point? I don't know. What is the ruse? Uh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I think he just, there was like this stigmatism where if like you weren't married in the 19th century past a certain point, like, I don't know, something was wrong, you know? Oh, okay. So yeah. I feel like he just kind of married just to get over that. Oh, this it's, is where the idea of if we're both single by 40, we'll marry each other originated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the opposite now, where if you get married too early, people are like, what? what's wrong what? with you? Wait a minute. Why, why, why did you get married at 21? Are you guys related? Are you sick? <laughs> yeah. Are you pregnant? I met a guy once when I was touring who was my age. I was, I was 20 at the time, and he had been divorced already. It's like, well, no shit, man. Shit. No shit. Amazing. Anyway, continue, Travis. Yeah, so Burton did recover. Isabel, I think, I, I honestly do think, and I didn't see this in my reading, but I think she was trying to become a saint. 
Like, I think she, because she marked this as a miracle. Yeah, she was like, this is a miracle. I did it. Here's my canon step one. (laughs) Honestly, if you're going to commit miracles, um, Richard Burton's a great guy to be around. I mean, he's getting struck struck by lightning. He knows all the languages. He's cutting his penis off. (laughs) He's He's uh, killing people CMP. Yeah, he's, he's really quite the influence on miraculous happenings and you just had to sway him a little bit and then he could become a missionary but he's also very hard to sway you're talking oh, yeah. about conversion yeah. rates right you know you got a guy like burton around there saying god you gotta do it <laughs> i'm sold <laughs> Um, all right, so he recovers, and Burton's feeling a little bit forgotten down in Santos, Sao Paulo. Uh, he blamed the, he blamed the, uh, the illness on the fact that he was stuck with such an insignificant consulship in the backwater of the world. He's like, I obviously got sick because, like, you put me down here and not in Damascus. Come on, guys. It's, it's one of the biggest countries in the world with the, highest population yeah but it's not the middle east he wants the middle east he's got to hang out with the middle easterners i would pay good money to not go to the middle east ever <laughs> if i could have some kind of guarantee just like so keep me will never there. make it there yeah i'll just never make it there like kill me yeah i'll hire a hitman <laughs> to just keep an eye on me if he sees me anywhere near dubai just pop shoot me. me in the head <laughs> shoot to kill man so on April, in April of 1868, Burton resigns from his consulship. But he was not finished with South America yet. Uh, he told Isabel to fuck off and go back to London, <laughs> secure himself, <Smart. laughs> secure, secure himself a new position in the Foreign Office, something more respectable this time. Stupid bitch. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah. yeah. Give me a real one. I'm tired of being one of the Trace Caballeros. Yeah. She, he also gave her three manuscripts that he told her to get published as books, the blueprint for his carbine pistol that she needed to get patent, and a whole other list of things that she had to do in London. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> Here's a laundry list. I'm going to go climb mountains and S- go through the jungle. Yeah. I'll see you in a year and a half, you dumb bitch. <laughs> it was a sen- Maybe you'll die. <laughs> yeah, Bur- Isabel didn't want to leave, but Burton was like, pretty much what you said, like, shh, Papa needs to get liquored up all over South America, and you need to go get <laughs> shit done for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, uh, she's like, I suppose... I can make a miracle happen over there. (laughs) Uh, So Isabel boarded a ship back to London July 24th, 1868. And Burton applied for sick leave with the foreign office. And he set off on a wife-free adventure. Thank God. Yeah. 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 Finally. Can't twist your ankle or whatever you did with Chico. Yeah, that was definitely fake, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, my ankle kind of hurts. I just came out of a well. Honey, we have to leave. All right, you can go. Yeah. <laughs> go home. Go home. I don't care about your ankle. Wear better shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first stop was the capital of the newly established Republic of Argentina, Buenos Aires. Ah, perfect. White people. 
<laughs> right. Well, I feel like there was also probably a lot of white people in Brazil at this point, too. Like the aristocracy the thing I... that they're hanging out with. Okay, this is true. The only thing I know about this currently is that um, I think they're the only country on the planet where you will legitimately get any type of person. Brazil? Yeah, oh. like they're, like America's supposed to be the melting pot. They're the actual melting pot. I heard they like have they a lot have, of Japanese they, there, too. They have a lot of Japanese. A lot of Japanese, because after World War II, they all bounced over there so they could buy property. So they have a shit ton of Japanese, Chinese, and Koreans there. Uh, black and white all day. A lot of... And all the native yeah, type. Yeah, no. So, like, when I go to these events, you get such, like, a mixture of people, and you're not sure who's, like, a guest. And, like, it's pretty funny. They... They don't have, like, the same rub with racism that we do. Like, America has this, like, really dark history with racism and, like, just, like, general evilness that, mm -hmm. that bubble. There, they don't care. Like, it's only the millennials who are like, hey, we should stop calling, stop calling each other blackie and shit like that. Uh -huh. and, like, every, like, all the white people, they're all called Alemon, which is just Germans. Yeah, I was going to say. They just call them all Germans. There's a big, there's a big insurgence after World War II of, uh, of people that like yeah. purity there, though. They, yeah, they just call them all Alemon, uh -oh. and like that's normal. And then like every black person, they call Pele. Um, and then it's like, I don't know, the, the race relationship is very different. Like I said, you, I go to these events, and you're not sure who's actually going to be speaking Portuguese oh, okay. to you. Mm. Like, they're very hard to pick out. Huh. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So he's... It's funny. It, it gives you... It gives you a... I, hell, one of the weddings I went to, I didn't even know, uh, the, like, some of the people that were Haitian. Oh. Because I just couldn't understand them, and I was oh, just like, like, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, We're no, that party over there is Haitian. <laughs> they're friends of ours. But <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know. They all, Wait, are they speaking they're, they're Portuguese like, or French? I can't tell. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun game. Yeah. So he's off to Buenos Aires, and let me tell you, Burton is not impressed with Buenos Aires. He says the streets are narrow. They're poorly ventilated. There's open sewage, and he said that a set of gallows on the outside of town would do the city good. Adding, although I'm quite against capital punishment in the civilized world. Oh, it's like a double dig. shot there. Yeah, yeah. It's like you need a gallows because this is so uncivilized. Yeah, that's deep. Uh, he did travel outside the city to a certain village, and again making a massive prediction that this little tiny village would become the next Chicago. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Yeah. From there, he headed down the Piranha. River um, to report and inspect the battlefields in Paraguay. The Paraguayan War was a very, very messy, complicated land war uh, that was going on. But the gist of it is that Paraguay's dictator, Francisco Solano Lopez, uh, declared war against Brazil, Argentina, and Uruguay. And basically, everyone was just fighting against. Uh, Paraguay for all of those, like this little territory in between. Okay. Um, and Lopez was currently marching his army through Argentina. This is a group of like ragtag soldiers comprised of like women and children. So Burton's like trying to check out the action. It's very much kind of like when he was 
in America trying to find Indians, you know, Indians to fight. <laughs> right, but then he decided to leave right before the actual action. Yeah, I know, right? He should have stuck around. Yeah. Um, so he's traveling around. He really liked Uruguay because he said it's marvelous that it there's one man to every four women here. <laughs> what the hell happened there? Well, oh, this, the war. The war, yeah. yeah. This right. is also, like, just after the dissolution of Grand Columbia, right? Yeah. Or is it right before? I think it's right It's right after. after, yeah. Yeah. So there had been, like, so Grand Columbia was, like, the pan-South American country that splintered into all these other right. countries over, like, vicious wars that oh. were, like, cyclical for, like, 40 years. Yeah. The whole area is, like, so I think that's right after this, and now these new republics are just all ganging up on Paraguay. Yeah. Uh, huh. But yeah, he's like, whoa, dude, there's four women to every man. He's, and he said, it's quite a surprise that polygamy is not the law of the land here. He Everyone was coming should. back to that theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I must write my wife. Uh, Honey, what's her name again? <laughs> you'll <laughs> never believe this. I found a wonderful culture that practices polygamy. <laughs> Honey, put Chico down when you read this. <laughs> Put, put put him in your lap. Don't drop my good friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining her, him calling her like poopy pants now after the collar. Yeah. <laughs> How's my little poopy can pantsy stinky face? Uh, Burton Burton leaves Buenos Aires, and here begins one of the most mysterious points of his life. Um, as this is his only unrecorded trip, there's like no books that he wrote about this p period. It's about, about a year of him just like not writing in a journal or anything like that. And this is probably because he's, like he said, he's had two bottles a night at this point. Um, yeah, good times. We do know that he headed west exploring Patagonia and crossed the Pampas and Andes Mountains to Chile and then a boat to Peru. And he was with a man named William Constable Maxwell. At some point, Burton received four wounds and killed four men. We don't really know. <laughs> That's all we got. Yep. Something to glaze over. Yep. Um, and during his trip, or possibly in his time in Argentina, Burton came across a man that we roasted before. His name was the Tichborn Claimant, or Arthur Orton. Do you remember that one, Tom? Uh, kind of drawing a... Remind me. Uh, to sum it up, Arthur had claimed uh, to be the fat version of an English baronet that died in a shipwreck off the coast of Australia. So this guy, Arthur Orton's like, I'm this English baronet. And despite the fact that oh, he was... yeah, I remember yeah, him. Despite the fact that he was illiterate, morbidly obese, and knew nothing about his life before the shipwreck. <laughs> um, oh. Basically just fed off the, the baronet's mother, who was, like, grieving. And she's like, oh, this is obviously my boy. Right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember my boy was kind of plump. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Burton actually hung out and traveled with Arthur Orton for a while, getting liquored up and probably banging horrors together. Uh, Orton would eventually be put on trial for being an imposter years later, and Burton would actually be called to the stand to tell the judge about his experience with Arthur in South America. Um, 
Now, the real surprising part about this case was that the original Baronet Tichborn had an any penis, and Arthur, the imposter, had an any penis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's perfect. What is a penis that went I... into the body <laughs> and popped out when he was hard? What? <laughs> Connor, you're, is this the first time you're actually learning something I, on the show? I don't think I've ever heard of this before. <laughs> it's like a micro penis. It's crazy. It was. The, oh, you had a mic. Yeah, it was the literal, like, one of the trials of the late century, late 19th century. This guy was like, wow, he's like just posing. And then literally the judge was like, all right, let me see them penis. Because the, the, the mom says he had a weird penis. And the guy pulls his <laughs> pants down, and he has a weird like, penis. Yeah, it's a weird penis. Like, uh, you know, I can't say I know every nook and cranny, but that's the general idea. Yeah. He, he's got the gist. He's got that little acorn popping out when he's thinking about good stuff. That's, I think uh, Harvey Weinstein has one of those. Yeah, a Harvey Stein penis. Yeah, which is hilarious because he got thrown in jail, and then like a year later, uh, all the Me Too court happenings happening. It was like, turns out he's dealing with less than a thimble. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's pretty funny. That was a good episode. It was episode forty uh, one forty four. If you want to listen to it, um, now the odd thing about Burton uh, meeting Arthur and like testifying, although he testified in the trial. Burton never wrote his name in any of the journals. He never was mentioned in a novel. He also never talked about Arthur Orton with anyone. He just shows up. That means he definitely kissed him. Oh, yeah. He definitely studied. Yeah, he was embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. If he had a regular penis, he wouldn't have been so embarrassed. Like, well, you know, I was studying this. It was a study. See that? I'll just leave it out. It's just a study, man. Yeah, I was studying. <laughs> it's all, you know, I, I didn't know anything about this penis before the trial. I swear to God. You know, I can't imagine it. <laughs> it's not hard to imagine. But uh, it's not worth writing about uh, as far as I'm concerned. So we do know that Arthur, that, uh, we do know that Burton sailed from Chile to Peru. And one day while drinking in a cafe in Lima, Peru, a man came up to him and congratulated him. And Burton was like, what? what? The man's like, congratulations on your appointment to the Consulate of Damascus. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. So he got it. Yeah, Burton had no clue that Isabel had been working her connections back in London and landed Burton the consulate that he always wanted. His dream. Oh, man. Maybe she was worth it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's all paying off now. Now, the problem was, was Burton was absolutely shit-faced in Peru all the way across the world. <laughs> right. Um, to be honest, I don't even think that Isabel knew where Burton was the majority of the time here. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. yeah, but that was another miracle. I don't know how this letter... <laughs> There's two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the miracles, how did he get this letter? I don't understand how he got, like, somebody dropped, like, knew he was in Lima, you know? <laughs> uh, who knows? Well, you know, he may have kicked up enough of a stink. Um, I mean, like the postal service in South America is like straight up. They describe kind of the town and then how to get there. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Um, from my understanding, it's like, if you want to send a package to where, I don't know, one of the relatives lived, uh, back when my father-in-law was like in his hometown, 
it was like you go to the town it's three houses over from the library that's like what would be written on a package damn or across the street from the school wow with a red door that's like how it used like to, that's how that's how it used to be in america it was like past well i know it used to be like that Super everywhere Bowl. yeah i know like i'm sure it's different now but like it's funny hearing people who are alive now and actually are pretty pretty damn young yeah right being like yeah i remember being a kid yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty crazy but yeah i guess somebody found him past the second sycamore tree underneath the old uh speakeasy bar perfect yeah look for a trail of bottles you'll find richard burton through the andes <laughs> uh burton sobered up and he hopped on a ship bound for argentina uh they went around the bottom of the continent through the straits of magellan and uh, when he was back in Buenos Aires on uh, March of 1869, he wrote back to the foreign office accepting the post of Damascus. It had been six months since Lord Stanley made the appointment, and it would be another four months until Richard was back in London for duty. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, next week, we are off to Damascus and Burton's triumphant return to the Middle East. Finally. That was his time in South America. Going to where he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. He's been everywhere so far, except for... Hasn't been to Australia. No. No Australia. And no East Asia. No. No. No animes yet. No. <laughs> yeah, so... Is he going to do anime at some point? No. We aren't. That's upsetting. I think he just Damn. he. I, if he knew what hentai was, he would probably have a large collection. <laughs> he would have yeah. never left Japan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he really knew what's up in Japan, he never would have left. Yeah, I can't wait to go there so they can look at me and go, oh, "Big boy, tall." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. I want to start making the sounds of the anime characters. What? Like, it, yeah, all oh, those things. Like, they're so. It's so Eastern. <laughs> we should start doing that in the show. Every time we react, instead of actually saying lines, you just read Travis and we go, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's beautiful. I right. can't wait. Yeah. Thanks for everyone. Uh, th thanks for everyone. <laughs> thanks for ever. Thanks. Thanks for, for everyone. Everybody. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. I'm having a great day so far. Yeah. You have a lot of uh, cachaça? <laughs> uh, we are out right now. Oh, no. But we're picking some up. They have some at bottles and cases. Um, it's cheap. I got to try some. I'm going to try it at your wedding. It's, yeah, we, we'll have a bunch. We're getting the one with the shrimps on it, too. Oh, what? Yeah, that was my favorite. I was like, the bottle has a shrimp on it. Yeah, it's cool. We got it. I think I've had it over there once before. I think you have. Yeah. I think it was we, either, or you made the drink. The Yeah. I'll, I, I'm going to give you a bottle because I'm going to buy a bunch of these. I'm buying a case for the I wedding, love rum, so. so. Yeah. I got you cut. Why does it have a shrimp on it? Uh, it's distilled by shrimp. Oh. I don't know. Hi. See, I'm of working on my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, all right. Well, like I was trying to say, thanks for listening, everyone. Go to roastmortemcast.com. Uh, that's a website. Is it not? Yeah. I meant to say patreon.com slash rosemortem, where you can give us your monies. You can give us your, I don't know, if you're in Brazil, give us your hell. Yeah. Give us cash. Give us the cash. Yeah. Give me, give me string bikinis in Brazil. 
if you like what we do, give us your money. If you don't like what you do, why are you listening to part eight? <laughs> yeah, if you really, and make it to the end. If you what really don't like you? what we do, give us a lot of money and we'll stop doing yeah. it. What I'm saying is morally, you're at this point in the episode. If you're not paying for it, that's a little weird. Yeah, respect your time. You're weird. Yeah, respect exactly. Respect and your respect time. your own Leave time. Leave us five time stars. I don't know, even if you don't like us. Yeah. Actually, or leave us one star. Leave us five stars to insult us. Then we'll yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> five star rating. I like that. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.